Hello and welcome to A4R, today's episode. We've been asking for the BBL fixtures. They have dropped, so we'll be discussing what we think about the riders' opening schedule. Is there so, such thing as, a, as an easy schedule, a difficult schedule, a favourable schedule? I guess we'll touch on that as they have finally dropped. We'll touch in with Coach Rob as he gives us a lowdown on the new guys in the team, as well as uh, his relationship with the Woj bomb, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. And Mo talks about his health uh, and a certain pink suit that he's been spotted wearing over the summer. And of course, as always, Always a whole bunch of other riders' stuff. That's right, it's along for the ride podcast once again, another week. Another podcast, although I think it's been two. Uh, once again, I'm Greg, joined as always by Mark. How are we doing today, Mark? Um, good, 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 good. How are you? A good start to this episode, this this pod. Lots of, lots of things to talk about. Yeah, lots going on in the riders' world and, and the wider BBL world. Yeah. But obviously we're more interested in the riders' stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were crying, well not physically crying, but we were crying out for the BBL fixtures and yes. they've dropped. So yeah. we'll obviously be discussing them and, and that starts. Yeah, so it's apparently, uh, we'll we'll get to it in a little bit more detail, apparently Coach, po- Coach? Coach Rob, and he said Coach Pod then (laughs) coach rob um had not checked out the fixtures list yeah first interview of the season with coach rob and you've already managed to upset him i know i'm I'm already in the doghouse so so apologies to that coach rob um i should i should have known better yeah um i I, and and you obviously had an opportunity to speak with him as well as mo walker will be hearing from today yeah but i guess the fixtures the, the the place to start so riders starting as home, we Russell teased us that we'd be starting at home on the 15th of September. We, we now do. know that we're hosting the Cheshire Phoenix on that day. Yes. Before we have a bit of a road trip, we're touring touring the country. 21st of September at the London Lions, 30th of September at the Bristol Flyers. Before all the 6th of October, we head to the new the, the northeast to the new look Newcastle Eagles. Yeah, looks looks to me a really is there a tougher start in the BBL that uh, is the riders got the toughest start? I guess just kind of when I saw those fixtures initially, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> initially just started coughing. Was that what it was? <coughs> yeah, it, it's that bad. God, where's my glass of water when I need one? Um, um, carry on, Greg. Yeah, so I, I guess there's there's a couple of ways of looking at it, in my opinion. It's a tough start, but I guess it's a baptism of fire, a baptism of fire, even. Um, and I feel like you'll know a lot about the team and about the new players after that first month when we get to ominously our next home game, which is Friday the thirteenth, which is a, a spooky one. Um, that 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 we'll know a lot about the team and, and and they'll come together. And actually, I guess if you can come through that with a, with even a winning record, like I think if you take two and one out of those three away games, you're in a fantastic position at the early port of the season. Yeah, yeah. As I said, it. it is there an order kind of start to the season for any BBL team? Probably not. I think no. when you when you look at that, going down, obviously um, Cheshire at home. Uh, it's always nice to start off at home and, and say travelling down uh, down to London. We know how difficult it, it was for us to to kind of win down on their floor. We didn't beat them at all. 
once last season. But I don't know, perhaps, because they'll be new, um, mm. kind of new group of players as well, perhaps it's a perfect opportunity to kind of catch them. Um, not sure, not, not cross-references it's against any of their European commitments at that time. I don't think they start around October, but don't quote me. I should have checked that out. Yeah, I think it speaks to our indifference about Lyndon's <laughs> European adventure that we've got no idea, idea when it yeah, starts. Yeah. Cause they're, they're I, I genuinely could. It's not that I dislike them or like, I just don't care about yeah, their I mean, European adventure. That, that, that fixture list has been up some considerable time. And I did look at it and I can't remember. But 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 so, I don't know, perhaps we see it as an opportunity, a perfect time to, to, to play them before they're well integrated and embedded into what they want to do. Because obviously... Disappointing for me. Mm. I didn't get an interview for the coach's job. Yeah, and they've appointed some guy. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a there's a bit of an enigma there. I think you brought up to me when we spoke the other day. Yeah, I used I used the word. What? How would you define the word enigma? I can't remember how you defined it, but I'd go with that definition. <laughs> well, it's a kind of it's a puzzle. It's a kind of strange, curious thing. And I think I think I was just trying to be a bit a bit flippant, a bit smart, because I was just making the point, um, how do you promote to what appears opposite things as being a good thing? And what let, let me clarify what I mean by that. Um Ryan Smith leaves Lions to go and work. He's got the got the job here, Atlantic Hawks. G League uh, team, yeah. G League team. So that's seen as a as a positive step in the right direction for his career, an advancement in his career to move mm. in that way. Um the coach is coming from America. Yeah. Um, although I think he's Serbian, isn't he? It's coming the other way. Yeah. That's also seen as a promotion and advancement in his career. So I was just po- posing the question, is it an enigma that both things are seen as, as positive things? Yeah, or are they just both sideways steps and one's got to go closer to his home with the Canadian Maybe. going to America and the Serbian coming to Europe? Maybe. It's just how my, my curious mind works in an odd way at times, as, as you know. Yeah, just very briefly while we're on the subject of the lines, obviously we've seen all the Hodgie the Hack stuff that's come out on socials and X and whatnot, and we're not going to delve into that too deeply because it's not really riders related, but if you want to go and have a read of that and see what's going on, there's some interesting stuff to be read but not stuff that we're really going to go through because no. it doesn't, doesn't pertain to the riders so no i think that speaks back to our yeah. lions indifference yeah plus we've not got a legal team that works behind us i guess that's true um, and we always as, have to be mindful and of we're that. not as flippant with that sort of stuff as any <laughs> in his lot so <laughs> absolutely yeah we're not part of the how i got news for you team um so lions gonna be tough um but it's good i, I guess kind of looking at social media just before we move on um obviously uh, sam decker's back uh, and it looks like he's is kind of given up his shopping trolley so he's his health is fully restored it looks to be either that or he couldn't uh, afford to put a pound in the trolley anymore yeah yeah so he looks fully mobile and good to go um so so you know they'll be tough with the mvp uh, currently in place and then you said it's bristol i think next didn't you greg so we're lying then we're down to bristol we know it's all difficult in bristol a very yeah. tight venue yes one of the only well, literally the only venue from last season, I know there's a couple of new ones appearing mm. this season, that I've personally never been to, hoping to try and get there on the 30th, if if things allow, yeah. um, to tick it off the list. But a tight venue, one that we traditionally find quite tough because of how tight it is, etc. Uh, a gym that gets quite noisy. Smaller gyms tend to ha- hold that noise a little bit better. The crowd's more on the court. 
And Bristol were pretty good last year. I think they'll be hoping to be a, a similar level. Yeah, a couple of things, really. You're right in kind of much of what you said. But, of course, um, one of our better performances was the uh, first leg playoff win victory down there. Yeah. And certainly the first half first performance. Half phenomenal. We really got on top of them, didn't we? I think that's probably the best performance certainly i can remember of us at bristol ever yeah so we did we a good phenomenal we did a good number on them down there um in that playoff game and in effect that won the tie um that mm. performance down there so so good things there so again um not going to make any predictions because a lot of teams i have no um understanding how good they're going to be uh lots of new faces so other than it's on the road Following London lines on the road, it'll be tough, it'll be hard, and we'll see how we go. Yeah, Bristol, I guess um, one new, not new face, Raph Thomas-Edwards is back. Yeah, roster, a guy Leicester we know, boy. Leicester boy, and we, we know Raph is a, is, a, is a guy that gives you lots of energy, effort. He, he never leaves anything on the floor, apart from probably drips of sweat. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's putting it lot out there. And I thought it was interesting that the new big is come from Kapfenberg Bulls, which um, is where our previous big, Darren Nelson Henry came from, so yes, yeah. I thought that was fairly interesting. Yeah, yeah. and we, we go from Bristol to the new look BBL All Star Eagles team that they've put together. Yeah. I mean, now we do know. I mean, they've they've certainly have made a policy. Haven't they? I guess the last two years just struggled to get into that tenth spot in the mm. playoffs last season. The season before missed out altogether. Yeah, in the eighth spot. Sorry. Uh, Previous season, they missed out altogether. They've see it, certainly uh, have had a policy of signing other teams, BBL teams, seasoned pros, good experience of BBL kind of people. So we do know much of their team, don't we? Yeah, I think there's only one overseas player that's not got previous um, BBL experience, or as we probably should call it now, British Basketball League, because I don't think anywhere in the new branding does it say BBL, but there okay. you go. Okay. Uh, but yeah. BBL. Um, yeah, apart from that, we, we sort of know at least a bit about everyone. Um, I think there's some interesting things to play out there. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure if I see Jordan Johnson, Larry Austin and Ricky McGill all playing at the same time and cohabiting. But that's going to be interesting to see mm. how it plays, plays out. out absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and even though they've all got BBL experience, they're all familiar names. They're not guys that have played together last season, etc. So they'll have the same coming together, gelling, concerns, issues that every other team will be going through at this point of the season. Absolutely. So you never know how kind of new teams and kind of, if we refer to them as a BBL All-Star type team, how how they're going to knit together and and kind of gel as a team. And I guess... I guess there'll be a lot of pressure on Coach um, Studel. Yeah. Studel there, yeah. I, I mean, he's going to be under a lot of pressure to have him performing uh, and getting results based yeah. better than last season. Yeah, and obviously they scraped the playoffs at the at the end of last season, and I think that's as much as um, Plymouth losing Antonio Williams and Troy Simons and them falling away as much as Newcastle Eagles picking up. So they sort of looked into that, and it, and if they don't make a dramatic step forward this season. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think he'll be under pressure. We know Newcastle fans are pretty vocal, so I'm sure that that, that that'll be coming on to him pretty quickly. Um, obviously, earlier on we talked about the British Basketball League, as it's now known, and the BBL. They've had a rebrand, another rebrand, another rebrand, rebrands everywhere. So we kind of briefly talked about um, Hot Shot being rebranded uh, for the riders and. Um, uh, the response that that generated mm. um, I'm getting in love with it more um, I think um, it's warming to me um, but uh, following that uh, the BBL did one uh, and put that out 
initial reaction, shall I, shall I kind of, when I, when I initially saw it, you know what was sprung to mind? What's that? Jumped into my mind. It's just because I've got this bizarre mind. I kind of, I kind of what, what visualised before I read all around it, etc. was Buckland's holiday camp. And, what, and, what, and what's interesting is that I thought the exactly same thing. No way. Even, even, even before I knew that you'd Come to done Butlins. the same thing. It just looks like they've stolen the B from the Butlins logo and, <laughs> and, and changed it from red to black and white. Um, I guess, you know, and that was my initial view. I guess one thing that they, the BBL has done, which I thought was pretty good in their defence, and we've been critical of them, you know, over-adoration of the podcast, they've, they've, they've added that extra little bit of story about what all the different bits mean. Yes. Um, yes. I don't get the bouncing ball bit. I don't think that does illustrate yeah. the bounce of a ball. But other than that, I sort of illustrates it and it makes a yeah. bit of sense. And, and I guess I guess the, the, the other thing, kind of my initial comment to that, because they launched that logo and there's lots of kind of illustrative slides of segments of that bee and the mm. ball and the ring. Yeah. Uh, and there was lots of a comed- a kind of accompanying text around it. And I thought, if you need to explain it in so much detail, using so much text... Does it do what what you hope it's going to do? You should be. A, do, you know, do you know what I'm saying? No, I do. I, I I get what you're saying, but I think I sit on the other side of the fence. Go on. And I think that actually logos that are too literal are normally worse and look messy and actually look a little bit dated or tired these days. I think if you look at the most successful and recognisable brands in the world, um, without giving them away, unless they give us a millions of pounds worth of sponsorship, they're all very simple, very basic, and they don't really illustrate what they do. They're a bit of a take on it. So, for example, Nike have the swoosh. Everyone knows what that is and what that means, mm. but the relevance to what it originally was, which was a running brand, is, is very little. Yes. And I think, actually, you can be too literal, and actually it doesn't look as good. Yes, yeah. Just, just to re- remind me, um, have you seen the film here yet? Have you? I've not watched it. No, no, you need to watch it. It's good, interesting, and uh, yeah, I think um, one of the chief execs said he paid somebody out of thirty bucks or fifty bucks for that uh, night swoosh, um, and that's how much it cost him. There you go, <laughs> cheap, cheap, very cheap. Yeah, yeah. So we'll come, we'll come back to rebranding. I think um, at a, another point in today's uh, podcast. Yeah, although I guess in some ways we've had a bit of a team rebrand, sticking with that theme. We've had lots of new players in through the door. We have seven new players. Um, we said that we would break them down a little bit, but I guess you've, you've gone behind my back a little bit and said I don't want you to do it. I think we'll we get someone better. Well, you know, you know, kind of we're a bit lazy on this <laughs> this podcast as well. So yes. So in terms of, um, I think, what you're leading to, um, I thought, who's, who's, who's better, would be better place to uh, kind of just break down some of the players? It would be Coach Rob. Yeah. Kind of, so we so let's, let's kind of, uh, we talked about a number of different things uh, and kind of towards the back end of our interview with, with Coach Rob, I uh, asked him just to give us a quick thumbnail, a couple of words, sentences about the skill sets of each player. So, um Let's hear um, kind of what he said and a number, many other things as well. Okay, Rob, we're back. Start of a, a new season just before us. I make it your 16th season as head coach at the Leicester Riders. Um, summer's been and gone, as it were. First thing, um, get a chance to spend some family time, catch up with the family, some sunshine during the summer. Yeah, no doubt. It was a great summer. We had a blast. Um, obviously, a lot of hard work being done in the summer with the seven new players coming in. So, um, you know, that was uh, fun to do, but challenging as well. 
Uh, but yeah, always family time. Um, great uh, time. My family lives in, in, in Southwest Florida, so you know we always get a chance to go down there and spend a lot of time there. The kids love it. So it's really important. So, so back to the grind, really. I suppose in many ways, um, I think um, both the club, uh, new logo, the, the league, some changes, restructuring, all-star game. But I guess for you, it's just another regular season, a, a, a kind of approaching, preparing players and getting the team um, good to go, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, you know just beginning now, although this is the earliest uh, we're going to start a season in you know all the time I've ever played or coached in a BBL so September 15th is an early start so we don't have that much time with the guys but um, yeah it's exciting I think um, you know every year is exciting at this time you know you come in you get back to basketball you know I'm not really one that's uh, in the gym a ton in the summer um, so I have that hunger to get back when when we get back and I had the hunger right away and you know it's nice being around some of these guys because uh, certainly um, you know have the energy you know got a good energy in the room so it's been fun to be back. So I guess kind of regular riders watchers we kind of felt that um, last year's team um, I think just the normal rhythm and how things um, you know it would this season coming forward would be a major reconstruction. Um, players moving on, retiring, etc. I mean, so seven new players are brought in, Rob. Does, does it feel like it's been the major reconstruction of team you've had during your tenure or not? Yeah, I have to look back. Obviously, you said 16 of these. So <laughs> I have to it's look a lot. back. It's a lot. But I have to look back. I think there was some like this early on. I know we changed a lot um, early on. And it's part of it. And I think you know that as someone that's followed the club, it's, it's part of it. Uh, you know, the reason why we had to change so much this year in a lot of ways is a lot of the guys did very well and, 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 and you know, were wanted uh, in different places and were able to find some good deals for them and their family. So, you know, it was uh, uh, tough to see, you know, guys go. And we had such a great last couple of years with that core. We won, you know, I don't know exactly what the record was. It was a lot of wins and a few losses. So uh, it is uh, sad to see a lot of them go personally, too. You know, you become... You know, close when you're with a group for that long, but um, but also well, you could look at it on the bright side, and it is positive to to bring in some new faces um, with different styles, and um, you know, hopefully exciting type of play uh, that uh, the fans will love. Absolutely, absolutely. So just just in terms of uh, looking across the league, just a little bit wider. I don't know how much attention you, at this point you're looking at other teams and what they're doing. I just wonder whether some clubs are spending, as we know, we know we're talking about spending huge big budgets. Do you think that's made it recruitment more challenging or difficult for for teams like us, Rob? Uh, I don't think it's really changed too much, to be honest with you. Um, we're pretty similar in, in our approach to recruiting. Um, we get the budget and, you know, we try to make it stretch. I mean, I think for me, I'm always trying to get versatile players each year, no matter what's going on around the league. I want to have uh, the ability to play different ways, small, medium, large, you know. So um, that was what I wanted, wanted to get the best available talent. But, yeah, there's a lot of teams uh, in this league that um, are putting together some good rosters. And, you know, we'll see. It's hard to tell on paper for us, for them, for whomever. But um, I think once we get moving, I think it'll be another exciting year and a challenging year uh, to, um, you know, to play in this league. Absolutely. And it does feel, I mean, my, my sense, you, you said we seem to have come back earlier than we have done for a long time. I think first game, September 14th. Does it feel like it's a very, a very shortened pre-season and preparation into reconstructing and building a team that you've kind of been dealt with? 
Yeah, I, you know, yeah, it is. It's quick. I think we got to hit the ground running. I don't, you know, I guess the player in me never loved long, long preseasons anyways. Like, <laughs> to be honest, I wasn't really yeah. like gung-ho as a player to get to preseason, but it is what it is. And I think that we have, um, you know, uh, a game every week now. So I think, you know, when you look at it, we play this week, Loughborough, next week we're in um, um, Groningen. Uh, the following week we're playing USA Select, and then the season starts. So it's pretty much we're right on the normal type of schedule already. Uh, so, yeah, I think, you know, when you look at it, you have a new team. There's so much you have to go over with them. So it'll be um, a work in progress. I think even when we hit uh, the regular season, I think we'll still be striving to try to, um, you know, put stuff in. But, uh, you know, we'll have to see. I have to use these games to, to get a read on, um, you know, where we're at. Okay. If just just briefly then ask you, perhaps just a, in, in, a, in a kind of one word or a, a short sentence but about the seven players you've kind of brought in, what kind of skill sets you hope they're going to bring or add to, to the setup you're kind of looking to develop here. Um, so just go through them very quickly. Okay. Sam Edouard. Yeah, he was a really uh, good player in college. He's had a good uh, start to his pro career, had some injuries, so he took about a year and a half off. So we've been really impressed with him. And he's a guy that can play, um, you know, both – power forward and center um you know real intelligent player on the floor some athleticism long arms um, yeah tough to tough to deal with in there okay Braylon Bridges yeah Braylon was a, a Georgia uh SEC high level basketball played really well really tough to stop when he gets the ball in the right position and I think his game uh, can really develop overseas Caleb Asprey. Loved Caleb watching him on film. Uh, just brings an energy to the floor. Really good shooter from the three-point line range, but also can make plays off the dribble and certainly has a hunger for defense. TJ Hall. I love TJ. I think TJ, uh, you know, watching him play was fun. He played in the CEBL this year with Kimball and with Patrick and uh, Mo knew him well. All three of those guys, when I talked to him, had really high things to say about him. I think he's one of those guys that just does a little bit of everything, passing, uh, shooting, scoring, defense. So, you know, he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, it's hard to take off the floor. Myron Thomas. Yeah, Myron, uh, you know, can play the stretch four. He did play sometimes small ball five in college, shoots the ball well on the perimeter. Great athlete, great energy day in and day out. Xavier Pinson. Yeah, I love Xavier's uh, ability to go downhill. Uh, he's athletic, he's fast. Um, another guy who played at a really high level, started at Missouri for a couple of years, started at LSU, played at New Mexico State. So he's a guy that we feel like can really get into the defense, into the cracks and make plays and you know, a real athletic player from the backcourt. I noticed, I think I've got this right, NBA Wojnarowski talked about a certain somebody called Jaren Holmes, supposed to be a bit of a baller. Yeah, Jaron, I like Jaron. Jaron played for J.R. Blount um, at Iowa State this year. So, you know, speaking with J.R., I know real a lot about Jaron. Jaron is a guy that um, can play a lot of positions on the perimeter. He can play the one, he can play the two, he can play the three. Just an old-fashioned guard basketball player. His strength, his toughness, his leadership abilities, um, everybody raves about. And I know you said that Adrian uh, commented on him. Um, Adrian uh, went to St. Bonaventure, Adrian Wojnarowski. So he's really close with the program where Jaron was there. Right. Adrian is also someone that I've known since high school. Uh, he's from uh, the town over from me and I still have the articles of him covering my baseball games. He was a writer for my baseball games. No way. Yeah. yeah Rob Paternoster had two doubles. Um, <laughs> 
I told him great writing, but um, we've stayed in contact over the years. Him and I, he's a you know well-connected guy in the basketball world, and he, he really, uh, when I spoke with him about Jaron, couldn't say um, better better words about him. Right, so that's that's good to have on the recruitment team. That's good, good yeah, kind of news to, to hear about that. Um, so um, the players, the players that are returning, um, I suppose, just ask you about because um, I guess through last season. Um, Mo Walker, Connor Washington struggled with the health. How they're looking at the start of this season? Um, yeah, coach. I mean Mo's down. You know, obviously he's, he was out for a long time, so he's down in weight. You know, he's came in at a good weight, and um, yeah, we got to see how he can get through the preseason. I think that's the question here: is you know how is he going to be able to deal with the rigors night in and night out? We know what he can do if he's healthy. We know that. We know how great he was for us two years ago. I thought last year, even in his first you know month or so, month and a half, he was playing good efficient basketball they played really good in the Champions League um, game against um, uh, Voluntari so uh, yeah we're, we're going to see what he does there Connor you know he's done a good job of, of getting through so far uh, another situation with him where you know it's struggled with the back so uh, I think both guys want to see how they progress throughout the preseason and finally I guess the two young guys Blake and Victor um, Summers how important is it for them to come back having worked on the game during the summer and what are you expecting from them yeah, we'll start with Blake. Uh, obviously, still a student over here at Loughborough University. I think that's awesome for him, for his future. Um, you know, want to make sure that he continues to do well up there and, uh, you know, can get that degree from there. Uh, so, you know, it's great to have him back doing that. And again, Blake is an athletic, uh, talented player who's, you know, it looks like he's grown a little bit this yeah. summer. He looks stronger out there. We know what he can do. I think the preseason will be important for him. Um, to get some minutes and then with Victor you know we always love having Victor here when he's been here now he's here you know pretty much full time uh, I think you know when he went into the game last year up at Cheshire I think he probably opened some eyes because he didn't look at all out of place on the floor and I think that's been a constant for Victor in our practices is that even two years ago when he goes out on the floor he looks like he belongs he's still a young player getting his studies up there but I think we have um, two guys that um you know, uh, for the future, uh, you know, uh, our exciting prospects. Would you touch a, a new set of guys in terms of your approach to to coaching? Um, how much is it kind of you wanting to impose your ideas? Are you kind of flexible, adapting to kind of the pieces you've, you've currently got? I mean, is the line, the balance there, Rob? Yeah, I, I, I actually said to the team, you know, with all the new players and everything, I kind of want to watch them for the first few weeks before I start putting anybody in any boxes, you know, uh, uh, especially with what offense will play, what defense will play. You know, obviously I have ideas um, throughout my time here as a coach, but uh, every year is the same for me, is that I want to um, adapt to the players that, I, that we have. And I think that um, that's what the preseason's about. And, you know, I want these guys to come to me with ideas as well. I think over the years I've learned that, um, you know, some of the best stuff I've ever gotten as a basketball coach have been from my players. And, you know, I encourage that from the start. Absolutely. Again, just looking at the regular fixtures are out. <sighs> Tough start, I think. We've got first game home against Cheshire. Then I think something like four games on the road. London, Bristol, Newcastle. That looks all right. A difficult start for you, Rob. <laughs> um, you know, that you, you're the one that told me. I, I haven't even looked at that just yet. I knew we were playing Cheshire, but I didn't really realize where we were going. So thank you for that. I'm sorry for upsetting you. First <laughs> it. I try to stay away from it. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. got to play everybody. I mean, the start is the start. I think uh, you want to get off to a good start, no doubt. But um, 
you know, as I've said time and time again, uh, it's about uh, who's playing the best at the end. And I think um, we do have a track record of that. I think even last year, I thought we were playing really good basketball by the end of the season. And I think that, um, you know, that's the goal. So we'll see. I know the first game we're playing Cheshire, a lot of new players for them, a lot of new players for us. So we'll see what happens. I can't wait to get back out into the arena with this arena filled um, and get that. That's something you miss in the summer. You miss that excitement from the arena. So I know our, our fans will be supporting us, uh, especially that first night. Absolutely. Rob, as usual, thank you for your time speaking to us. Um, this time it's always exciting uh, with, the, with the season looking ahead. And uh, we'll see you real soon throughout the season. Thanks, guys. And, yeah, see everybody soon. listening to the Along for the Ride Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Greg and Mark. A4R is the only slam dunking podcast where you can keep up to date with all the latest basketball news, views and opinions alongside exclusive coaches and player interviews straight from the hardwood. All regarding your high-flying club, the Leicester Riders. Even we've had a rebrand, it turns out. Well, you can A sneaky rebrand. Sneaky brand. Well, you felt like everybody's doing it. Why shouldn't we do it? Hey, there you go. Um, the On Friday Basketball Podcast. There you go. There you go. In, in case you were unsure what you're listening to. Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like if someone's got, I don't know what we are, about 30 minutes into the podcast, at this point they're thinking it could be Gaelic football. <laughs> they've got issues. <laughs> <laughs> probably slightly intoxicated yeah maybe there we go every listen to yeah. this and right still yeah. counts anyway um yeah you had a couple of things out of the rob interview yeah um yeah. about basketball that, that that stood out to you yeah there's a, there's a couple of things i know you're going to pick up on a few things but i i liked um rob talking about um uh, kind of what I asked him about. I just wondered what his approach w- was going to be with what I kind of I think I referred to as quite a, a heavily reconstructed uh, roster. Uh, and you know, he talked about him him being very flexible, wanting to take his time to see um, the players in training preseason, probably even early games, regular season, to kind of make an assessment how to best utilise them. Um, And so he's he's kind of quite flexible, not putting people into, I think he said, into particular slots. Um, And also, so I thought that was, showed, you know, fantastic, Mm. kind of part of his mindset, which I think is incredibly fantastic. Um, And and the the other thing is, which I think, I think, don't all great coaches, stroke football managers, also kind of communicate with their players and seek ideas from them as well and kind of have their views about how they might be best used as well. So very open to that conversation. Yeah, I think it's a, there's a difference between sort of being a, a manager and a, and a boss and being a leader. And I think having that back and forth and, and, and sort of garnering that genuine respect enables you to be more of a leader than just... I'm the boss, get on with it sort of thing. Um, but there are, I'm sure there are successful coaches, managers, etc. Uh, that are in that box. I think Jose Mourinho doesn't always communicate. Um, but um, I just wonder that's kind of a bit, kind of last last decades kind of style of managing players right, these days. Right. I, I don't know. Yeah. What do but, I know? But, but 
I think what Rob's looking to do is, is the best. And I think he's always been a, a, a fan of versatility. He talks about what, being able to play small, middle and large ball. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's really important, the flexibility. We sort of stumbled across that smaller line-up towards the end of last season where Jabril played the five. And actually, in a lot of games, that gives us a lot of good stuff. Um, and if you don't have the flexibility, the versatility to do that, I think it does limit you somewhat if you can only play in one way. And don't get me wrong, if you play one way all the time, you become a master of that. But I think you need to have some versatility and flexibility into your, into your play. Um, I guess you said that I was going to pick up a, on a few things. And one thing that jumped out to me, it was actually quite early in the interview, um, was, you know, not much has changed. You ask about if it had become harder to recruit with other teams potentially spending more money. Obviously, we don't know exactly what they've spent, but I think it's pretty obvious that some teams have, have spent, splashed the cash. Um, but that we get the budget and we make it stretch. And I think historically, um, riders have done that perennially. And there's a few main ways, as frustrating as it can be for fans at time over the summer, that there's a few tried and tested methods that you do that. And don't get me wrong, there's always gambles involved, but there's gambles with any signing. We've talked about Sam Decker. I think he was probably the highest paid player in the league last year. I don't know if that for certain, but he's certainly, certainly going to be closer to the top than the bottom. Yes. He broke down, got injured, and actually missed quite a lot of games. So it doesn't yeah. matter how much money you spend; there's always a gamble involved. Of course, but I think I think riders have used the used quite a few of these common methods, you know, quite a lot. So I think one of the first ones is to take a bit of a gamble on a player coming back from injury. And I think uh, Rob talked about that with Sam Idowu, and obviously we know Mo's in a similar position with that um, coming back from his injury last year. But if you look historically. That's something that riders have done time and time again. Pierre Hampton, Tyler Bernardini, I think Zaire uh, Taylor fits into that. And it, and it's worked out really well for us in the past, and we've had some really good players because of it. Um, so, yeah, you, I mean, Tyler's one of your favourite all-time he is. riders. When I never yeah, mentioned Tyler Bernardini, I, he's kind of one of my, as you know, and I keep, keep, keep banging on about it, he's one of my all-time great riders players and and I do remember him coming in initially um, and I think he was coming in off an injury mm. and being in an injured kind of season or part of the season um, so yeah so and I think I think early doors I think he struggled a little bit mm. due to that but once he got his health restored man is a warrior yeah, absolutely. Should have been. Have I ever mentioned he should have been an MVP of the league? Yeah, he, yeah. He's robbed. He was robbed. at least of one season. Yeah, definitely that one. I know exactly what season you mean, and I a hundred percent agree. Um, Moving on. Yeah, don't want to fall down that rabbit hole. Not again. I think another way that you you do it is that you um you wait. You be patient. Patient. Sometimes that's forced upon you. Sometimes you just wait. Um, an example of where it was forced upon us and we got a player late that turned out to be pretty good I guess is Gino Crandall he was yeah. alright yeah, he, was he did get good. MVPs he got he two did. of them he got two of them yeah absolutely so yeah. Yeah, he did alright um, and for anyone that doesn't remember or is, is a newer fan than when Gino first arrived um, Jonah Matthews I think it was was signed ready to go and he's had a good career to be fair to him he's a great scorer by the looks of things um, decided that he was, didn't want to come to the BBL. I think he wanted to try and get in the NBA draft, probably a bit of homesickness, etc. Decided it wasn't for him. Um, we re- recruited Gino late. Um, the later you tend to do it, the, 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 your values dropped. Obviously, you've got less offers, there's less available slots on teams around the world. Um, and your value dips. I think we've done that, and I think we've done that historically quite a lot as well. And, and, and there's, there's patience is a virtue, and I know it's one that's frustrating to fans when we're not making announcements and uh, etc. But it's one we've utilised time and time again. I think Gino is the obvious standout um, 
you know, for me in that in that thing. But even last season, how late did we recruit Carrington Love? Well, well, well into the season. Yeah. And at the end of the season, he was playing some fantastic basketball. No, quite no question, no question. So, um, I mean, yes, I think we have a, a well-proven track record of getting incredibly great value for the budget that we have. Mm. Um, uh, I think we've, we've kind of, um, Rob and Russell have kind of proven that over the years. Yeah, um, and I think the third most common way that we've we've done it, and I'm sure there's other ways, is, 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 is essentially to get rookies in, which is obviously we've done a lot this season. Yeah. But and I know there's, you know, Div 1 college players who are rookies and, and there's levels within that. But even your best, 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 Div one players that go to the NBA, their rookie contracts nowhere near what the contract will be if they go and prove themselves, and it's similar similar at our level as well. But one of our rookies um, has had a, a seal of approval from a a very important man within the basketball world. Yes, as kind of uh, NBA watchers uh, um, will know very much about Adrian Wojnarowski. Um, the Woj bomb, the Woj bomb, and it was interesting. I, I kind of not picked it up previously that there's some connection there mm. with Coach Rob, which you, you briefly talked about. Um, we probably have to do a pod about uh, Paternostro's career in baseball at some point. Yeah, potentially so. Um, <laughs> um, be, a sport, a sport I know the, nothing about. There must be a, a week where we don't have any games and we're struggling for something to talk about. <laughs> I don't know anything about baseball. I mean, some people say I don't know anything about basketball, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. Um, repeatedly. But, um, yeah, so obviously there's a bit of a link with Woj. And, but um, Good endorsement, as we said. Great endorsement. Obviously, Jalen wasn't... Sorry, Jaren wasn't um, announced when we, when we um, recorded the last episode of the podcast. He was the one that I said I was very excited about. Right. Uh, and I think the Woj saying that he's a baller on our Instagram has only enhanced that. For me, probably the number one basketball comment, social like media commentator in the world. He's got over 6 million followers on the social media formerly known as Twitter. So, uh, on, so only a couple more than us then. Really. Yeah, he's got about 6.1 million yeah, and we've, we've got, got about one. Um, so, you know, similar, similar yeah, numbers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but he knows lots about basketball, often knows about things before they happen, etc. His knowledge of the game is exceptional. So uh, it's a stamp of authority. And obviously nothing's ever a given. We've spoken about that, but... I'm really excited to see him play amongst yes. others. To be fair, I think, yeah. some, I think if everyone fulfill, you know, hits the ground running, etc., and it might take a little bit of time. And Rob says um, it's going to be um, a work in progress, and that we've got a track record of developing throughout the season. I think we could be good. Yeah, I mean, I kind of have, I've kind of, kind of fortunate just to get down to um, one training session. Still very much early days, but um, you know, looks, you know. What's the dirtiest word in, in, in kind of any sport, but basketball in, generally? What would be the dirtiest, horriblest word you can imagine? I don't know. I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> it's always dangerous, isn't it? Now, the, dirty, the dirtiest word in all the sports and basketball is injury, yeah. I think. It's the dirtiest word to kind of bander about. But kind of providing we stay away from injuries... This mm. looks quite an exciting team to me. We'll look a deep team, yeah. exciting, and I think we're going to have be right royally, King City, King entertained City. this season. I, yeah. I feel like we're going to be properly entertained. And if you've not got tickets bought, 
Why haven't you? Yeah, get it's at good. it's gonna be great. Um, and I think one what's exciting about fan. I've obviously had an opportunity to see some practices as well. I've not sat through an entire one, but I'm able to pass through. Fortunate enough to be able to do that. Um, I don't know who's going to be starting and who's coming off the bench <laughs> because at the guard spots we have Kimball McKenzie, we've got Caleb Asbury, we've got Xavier Pinson, we've got um, Jaron Holmes. All look like they could start to me. TJ Law absolutely balled out in the basketball tournament. That game he played for India Rising was sensational. He could start as a as a as a three guy. Like there's there's options. You, I think one of the things you said to me when you first saw Holmes is flipping heck. He's got a forward's body, and yet yes. he's come as a guard, so you know yeah, he can play yeah. in multiple spots. Yes. Myron um, looks like he's going to be decent, but then we know Mo could start the five. Braylon could start the five. Sam Idawu was a Div 1 starter for most of his career in college. So I think we've got options. And, yeah, I, and yeah. it's not just me being, you know, facetious. I, I generally don't know who's going to start. But I guess the first hint, if you want it, will be available this Friday at Loughborough University. Yeah, we pre-season game. Pre-season game. So we uh, up at Loughborough. Yeah. Tipping off at seven o'clock. Yeah. So make sure you get there. Yeah. First opportunity for most of us to kind of see this new group of young men. Mm. Um, and me and you. Um, um, so it'd be, re- be remiss not to get up there. You need to be excited because I tell you, this looks, and I don't think I'm over-egging it, a really exciting group of young men. And you know what I'm also looking forward to? What's that? Um, through over the course, and you know, it's a long season, uh, and we've purpose- I've purposely not spoken to any of the, the new guys yet, is to spend any time and talking to the guys and get them on the pod and get to know them a little bit more as basketball players, their story, their history. Mm. Um, so I'm, you know, a whole group of new players to talk to. us. I'm really looking forward to that. So you know what we need to do? Press that subscribe button to our podcast and make sure you check in. Um, we'll soon start be going every week again, um, yep. and you, you know you know what you need to do. Um, and especially for those we're going to be, you know, clocks change soon. Sorry to bring that up, um, but you know, sleep problems. So you know where to get where where you can get help and assistance with your sleep difficulties, your insomnia. Yeah, apart from apart from Pauline of the Pod, who's, who was famously staying awake with a log for the ride. So, um, welcome back, hopefully, for another season with yes. Pauline. Yeah, hi, Pauline. And we didn't mention, we've not mentioned yet, BFG. We've no, got through I, had nearly. A, I had a few comments about that, really. Uh, Did you? Yeah, just from check, him. Mostly from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. A couple of others, just checking he was all right. Yeah, he's checking fine, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I saw him the other day, he looked great. Yeah, he was you know, right. you know, you know, I saw him this week. You know what really pleased me What's about that? him? Or, you know, although I think with the glasses on, you know, when he's got the glasses on, mm. his glasses, I think he looks a little bit like a very young Michael Caine. Okay. A little bit. Um, do you know what I mean? Well, I, I mean, I don't know if I see it personally, but I'll certainly be getting some reaction from him about that, I'm sure. Not a lot of people know that. I think with those glasses on, it looks a little bit like a young Mike Kane. Anyway, what I was going to say, what I really liked him, he'd got a King City playoff shirt on. He, had, he did have a King yeah, City yeah, playoff shirt yeah. on. And actually, it is an exclusive. Friday night's game up at Loughborough, I've decided I'm going to go up in my playoff shirt. You only wear it a couple of times a year, don't you? So yeah. Friday, uh, for those who are interested, I know in fashion and most of the people aren't, but you know what, I'm, I'm going to wear my proud King City playoff red t-shirt for the game on Friday night about Loughborough. Yeah, last last episode we had a, a bit of an exclusive about what fixture was going to be our opening home game. This week you're telling people what t-shirt you're wearing on a Friday night. It's important information. Anyway, so I look forward to the um, the coming season. 
talking to this new group of players, getting to know them, hear their stories, etc. But for this particular pod, we're still going. We're still going. We are still going. No, I was going to say for this particular pod, I got got the opportunity to grab uh, one one of the returners, Mo. Yes. Mo Walker. I know he's a fan's favourite. We love Mo. Um, It's good to see him pretty healthy. So, um, took the chance to talk about him. We've already mentioned things about his, um, what's the word? Uh, elegance, sartorial, sartorial elegance. You know, when you're looking sharp and, and dressed out. And um, I, I don't know where you're going. I, I might refer to it as his drip. Okay, well, that, yeah, that's a young person's phrase. So a um, couple of things we talked about. So let's hear that kind of brief conversation I had with Mo earlier. So, Mo, um, good to see you back, man. Um, sort of some of you had. I know you've been back across to Canada. Sort of some of did you have resting, working on your on your health, etc. Yeah, uh, some resting, but a lot of just working out. Um, I lost a bunch of weight this summer. Worked really hard on that. Um, and then just a lot of family time, spending time with my mom, my brother, you know, my my nieces, you know, my girlfriend, all that kind of stuff. So it was a very good summer. How's mum and that brother of yours, which I know you love a lot? Yeah, they're both doing well. Uh, me and mom got a chance to go out to Miami for a, for a wedding, so we spent a, about a week in Miami, and it was some good memories, some 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 very key moments out there. So it was good. I think I saw a photograph of you on Instagram. Was yeah. that was that Tristan Thompson you were the way? Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, the wedding was for one of my uh, childhood friends, Corey Joseph, in the NBA right now. So because he's in the NBA, he has a lot of NBA friends. Tristan is someone that we grew up playing against often. So. You no, know, Tristan was there, um, but there were a lot of people at the wedding. It was it was it was a beautiful wedding, beautiful ceremony, and, and great reception. You looked really sharp in that suit. Was it pink? I think. Yes, thank you, thank you. But uh, I did the pink thing kind of just to match my girlfriend, um, and it turned out to be a hit. You know, I got a lot of compliments about the pink suit, so you know we might see it again in the future sometime. Just to let you know, I'm not stalking you, man. I'm online. <laughs> no, no problem. Okay, so we're back in Leicester now, um, and the and the guys just started training. How is your health? Um, how are you feeling? Your body? Looking forward to the start of the new season? Um, overall, I think I feel pretty good. Like I said, I lost a bunch of weight, so it's kind of uh, helping me move around a bit. But just a little lingering issues from my Achilles. You know, my knee is getting a bit sore just because uh, you know the load is more than what I've been doing all summer. So um, I tried to just fully get back into it, but I think. We're going to work with coach and we're going to kind of build me up and eventually I'll be back 100% into practice. I was saying to Rob, Coach Rob, earlier, um, seven new players, um, a lot of college rookies, first time out. I was just thinking about your experience, leadership um, across the team. Can you remember your first year away from from home? I think it was Italy. And can you bring that support to to some of these rookies and offer that leadership role, uh, Mo? For sure. My first year was was a tough one for me. Um, My team was similar to this team. We just had a lot of first-year players and a lot of rookies, a lot of young guys. So being an older player now, I want to give these guys what I didn't have, which is that leadership, that guidance, you know, that that kind of encouragement, whatever they need on and off the court. And if I can help out, I'm going to do what I can to make sure that we, we mesh and we gel and we have good chemistry when it comes to that first game. Absolutely. I, mean, I, think, I think you are kind of especially kind of mentoring big men. Braylon, um, impressions, early early doors, impressions of, of kind of his game, etc. Anything you can share with us? Um, he has great size, obviously. Um, uh, pretty mobile, pretty active. 
he picks up all the things that I kind of lack. So, you know, that lateral quickness, that up and down the court, getting off the floor, that kind of thing is, is, is impressive for me. Um, his size, his ability to use his body is also very impressive to me because a lot of big guys, they don't really know how to how to be big and play big. So he doesn't struggle with any of that stuff at all. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, over the year, we're going to work on the touch. We're going to work on a, you know, the post moves, and we're going to work on a lot of things together because we're going to compete on a daily basis. So I think uh, the way it looks now is going to be completely different from the way it's going to look in a, in, a, in a month or two. Absolutely. It is about building uh, and gelling a team together. Mm-hmm. And I guess, uh, again, a coach, Rob, I think he never looks at the, looks at the table till kind of January, Christmas time. I guess finally for me then, um, I'd say it's good to see you back. Um, how's the culinary skills? Um, how's the cooking? Uh, any cookers, other cookers on this team? Uh, a couple. Sam, Sam told me he cooks. Uh, okay. Myron can cook a bit, but we're going to have to do a little cooking class or something to get all the guys you know, going because I know a couple of guys have been eating some McDonald's and some other things that they probably shouldn't be eating. So uh, I think in the next week or two, we're going to get together, probably have a little team meal. I'll, I'll give them a few pointers and you know, we'll, we'll just have a good time. Great. Thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. And hopefully you have a great season and then we'll see you real soon. Thank you. No problem. Obviously, yeah, you got you got opportunity to, to grab Mo. Yeah, um, in the corridor it was. In the, the corridor, side. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think you've heard from but It's been camp week at the at the arena. I think you've heard... What do you mean it's been camp week? A basketball <laughs> camp week. Oh, right, uh, right. Not people being slightly camp. No. Okay. Um, Which is fine. Yes. Uh, completely fine. But yeah, so obviously there's been a bit of noise in the background. They're both cheering yeah. kids, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I just walked in the room and that's why they were cheering. Um, what, for you walking in the room? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, probably not. Yeah, that might be a lie. But anyway, you got to chat to Mo and there was a couple of things that stood out to you in, when you had that conversation. Yeah, I kind of, um, I, you know, it's important, I think, for every successful, I, I think, sporting team uh, is to have, um, we don't know who the captain's going to be, we might have some ideas, um, but it, it's not about one leader on a team every successful team I think has three or four um, and it's a shared responsibility I think um, coaching staff and players on court and I just thought Mo, Mo's perfect position uh, to provide that leadership that mentorship um, is a seasoned pro been playing in Europe I don't know six or seven years I feel like I want to say uh, and that's why I asked him about that and kind of for rookies first time away from home very often um, strange country strange land got a strange accent and we were my duck um, so 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 I thought he could you know, I, I could see him f- fulfilling that role. And it's interesting, um, you know, about the position he plays. I think it's a really specialised pis- position yeah. and ho- helping Braylon um, develop his game. Yeah, and I think he uh, spoke to the, the, they'll be competing every day. And I think one of the strengths of that position, unfortunately, before Mo broke down last season, that was him and Darian played the game in quite different ways. So yes. you got you got different strengths and could test teams in different ways. And even though on an initial glance it may have looked like actually they play fairly similar, it looks like Braylon might be a bit of a low post scorer, Mo talked to quite a few differences in their games and, and, and what they can do differently. And, and so again, I think we'll be able to test teams in different ways. And I think that's a strength that, that we've had. Again, it speaks to the flexibility of the team that we can do different things. Yeah, um, And obviously, yeah, all, all the all the NBA connections that Mo's got. Yeah, he's got loads, hasn't he? Corey, yeah. Corey, Corey Joseph. Joseph. Yeah, he's uh, kind of good, yeah. good NBA career. Yeah, and they played together very young. I think they're really, really good. For, well, obviously got invited to his wedding, so he's only obviously a pretty good yeah. friend. Yeah, um, and 
knew through some of the programs that we did last year that, that, that they were good friends so yeah fantastic summer and and um, he, he's made sure to ask if everyone can go up to him and ask him about the pink suit yeah that pink suit looks mm. sharp if you can find that photograph on instagram looks chill yeah looks looks hot yeah um <laughs> but anyway so um obviously so 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 um i wonder whether we could have a you know um I, you know i'll go off tangent yes quite regularly you know in greece mm. greece is famous for smashing plates uh the musical greece oh okay. not not the country okay i know keep up with my you know we have to specify your greases <laughs> greece the musical okay. famous for what um, slip back hair and black jackets. I don't know. Right, T birds, pink ladies, pink ladies. There you go. And I was just thinking, are we going to develop a, the pink, the pink fellas or the pink men, mm. led by Big Mo in his pink suit? Maybe. Yeah. yeah maybe. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that I might know be one a... of the other Leicestershire sports clubs has, has released a pink shirt yeah, today. Yeah. Yeah. Who has? Uh, Tigers. Have they? They've got a very pink shirt. Pink's very in. Yeah, it looks it's, quite, it's quite nice to be yeah, fair. It is, like yeah. It. And, and City had one a couple of seasons ago. They did, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one I actually own. I don't own that many Leicester City yeah, shirts, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah, one yeah. I do own. So, um, the Pink pink Men. The Pink Men. Pink Men. The Pink Men. Yeah, led by Mo Walker. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, our very own superhero crew. Obviously, we, we spoke about Loughborough um, coming up Friday yes. evening. We'll um, be there. We'll be there. So, if you spot us, um, feel free to. I'll be the guy in a. Playoff t-shirt. Yeah, you said that you mentioned. You've mentioned you wearing that. Um, I'll probably be the guy with the microphone next to the court. As it happens, okay. that that's, tends to be where that's, I am. That's the rumor. Yeah, you never quite know. Un- unconfirmed. Yeah, unconfirmed. Um, yeah. But no, um, feel free to come over and say hello. Yeah, do say hello. Yeah. Hello. Um, welcome everybody. You could even hug people. I guess is allowable. Um, I think um, yeah. it's just nice to be back, the part of the family, I guess, seeing that, everybody. That, that's it. Um, yeah. So it's back, and then obviously the guys, as Rob said, are going off to Groningen. I know people are a bit whether that was going to be on or not, but it appears that it is. Apparently, yes. yeah. So we're going over two games of Groningen, back for USA Select, which will be the first opportunity you get to see the guys back in the morning side. Get your tickets. Yeah. So make sure you get it all all checked out. But talking about flying around Europe, a couple of opportunities to see some former riders. Yeah, I've forgotten that. Yeah, go on, remind us then, Greg. Yeah, so as people are probably aware, Newcastle Eagles and the Bristol Flyers have entered the ENBL, I think, the Eastern, no, the Northern, I don't know what it's called. North European. There you go. I think... Although, it's kind of North European Basketball League, I think it's called. Although I'm struggling... Which is often the problem in kind of geography that Israel is kind of North European in terms of continent. I struggled with geography at school, I have to say. But as from what I can remember, Israel's not oh, it's North European. I'm not sure many of the teams involved are from what you consider North Europe. They're all East or West, aren't they? Yeah. But anyway, um, in group, I think A, which was Bristol Flyers group, I think that's the right way around. Yes. Um, two teams will have former riders in the team. Two? Yeah. Um, two? From, from, yeah, two. Okay. One, of, one of the teams coming in from Israel. Israel? Will be Gino Crandall. I've heard of him. Back on British shores. Yeah, so that'd be an opportunity to see him play. Yeah, and and, and this week um, it's been announced that Aaron's gone to Estonia. Aaron, Aaron who? Menzies, big Menzies, big Menzies. He's signed for a club. The Lord in, Commander, the co- Lord Commander, the he's John gone, Wick lookalike. Yeah, he's gone to Estonia. They're both in Bristol's group, so they will both be playing. Wow! 
in Bristol this season. So if you've got nothing on, I want to see some former riders uh, play. Uh, head to Bristol. They'll, they'll be in action in the North European Basketball League, devoid of all Northern European teams. Um, but yeah, and, and, and I guess... As we, our recruitment's come to an end, it now we now know that the likes of Zach, Mark, obviously we knew Darian, Evan, etc., aren't coming back this year. So just to wish all of them a, you know, best wishes for the future. You Absolutely, know, all the service they provide in a, in a rider's shirt, yeah. whether it's one game, a hundred games, or whatever, you'll always be a rider. Yeah, Jabril, you, you go out and and uh, put your best effort for the riders, and, and we'll always appreciate that. Yeah, but when you play against us next time, we hope you lose. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's fair. I think that's more than fair. So yeah, as it is, that's I think we're going to call that a pod. So why not? Yeah, so we're back almost in full flow the season is almost upon us make sure you get to Loughborough uh, as always I've been Greg joined by Mark here at Along for the Ride and thank you for staying awake with Along for the Ride <laughs>